You're listening to the Gordon Damer Show podcast on 98.7 ESPN. Off and running on this Wednesday, September 9th. Hey there, it is the Gordon Damer Show. It is 98.7 FM ESPN New York. It is a Wednesday. Feels like a Tuesday, right? Doesn't it? Anytime you have that Monday off, takes a couple of days. Uh, Lots on the rundown today, people. Lots on the rundown today, so uh, let's get right to it. Now, I thought about just replaying yesterday's show and just uh, substituting a couple of words in for, you know, take out bullpen and put in offense, and we could just do the same show. But we're not going to do that. We're going to do a fresh show for you. Aren't I just the best? Do a whole new hour on all the same stupid problems. But, of course, the number you know, one 800 919 ESPN. Uh, I'm on Twitter, on Instagram, at Gordon Damer. Got a fresh daily poll question. Did it again. And today is Wednesday, even though it feels like Tuesday. So that means headlines are back. Florida man has been out of his mind. Let's all come together and regale with stories of Florida man, right? That's one thing that keeps bringing us together. Nobody has a problem with Florida man yet, or Florida woman for that matter. Let's not leave her out. So we got lots of stuff to do, and as of course you know, we have one hour to do it. So you know what? Let's just jump right in. And right now, it feels like I, I feel like jumping, jumping someplace, as uh, you know, the results for the New York Yankees remain the same. When we last left this show at almost six o'clock yesterday, the Yankees found themselves sucking, and uh, turns out last night they continued to suck. Lost the Blue Jays last night 2-1. to one. So in case you're counting at home, in case you're playing the home game, that now makes it 15 losses in 20 games. They are now back at 500. Back at 500 for the first time since they were 1-1. One and, one. and last night, again, it was a, a very, uh, well, look, there's lots of culprits. But the primary problem, as I've brought up time and time again, has been... The offense. Yankees have now, according to Katie Sharp, have gone 17 straight games without double-digit hits. Well, when was the last time they did that? Interesting you ask. 1968. They have gone since 1968 without going 17 straight games without double-digit hits. And the Yankees... Biggest problem when you talk about the offense, it's not just the offense, you know, because people will bring up various things and they've got lots of issues surrounding the offense. They can't get a big hit with runners in scoring position. Uh, People will bring up the strikeout totals from time to time. The main problem is the Yankees have a power problem. They have so many guys who can't hit the ball at all, but certainly can't hit the ball hard for whatever reason. And last night, they basically uh, they had six guys in the lineup who are slugging in the 300s. That is just not, uh, that's just not major league level. That's just not major league level. So when the Yankees got off to the, uh, the 16 and 6 start, they were slugging around 500, 487 as a team. They were scoring 5.7 runs per game. And they were hitting close to 300 with runners in scoring position. Now, maybe the runners in scoring position was a bit inflated. But the other numbers, that's what about what the Yankees should be doing. They should be scoring about five runs a game. 
And they should be slugging in the, you know, the 470s, the 480s. And then, of course, the injuries hit. And over this last uh, 20 games, the bats overall are hitting about 200. The slugging percentage, again, has been in the 300s. And that uh, almost six runs per game has dropped to under three and a half runs per game. And runners hitting with runners in scoring position, which now, I mean, last night, what were they, 0 for 7? <laughs> it doesn't take a long time to do the math on that. Yeah, that works out to be zero, zero, zero. But over this stretch, hitting with runners in scoring position has been in about the 180s. I think it's actually lower than that. I think it's in the 170s, which you don't need to be a baseball wizard to know. It's not very good. You don't need to go deep dive into the analytics to know that that is hot garbage. And, you know, you can run through the uh, the guys in the lineup and they continue to put up the same thing. So I guess I'll continue to bring up the same points. Mike Tauchman, who seemed, again, showed good power last year, hit the ball hard. The reason why the Yankees made the move for him was because he, he hit the ball hard in the minors and it seemed like that that was a skill that would translate and this year cannot seem to drive the ball at all. Mike Ford, who was a power source last year, has been even worse. Glaber Torres. I mean, forget about Taupman and Ford and Gardner. Maybe you can dismiss their performances this year as, you know, for Gardner, maybe over the hill. For Taupman and Ford, it was just flashes in the pan. Glaber Torres. I mean, what the hell has happened to this guy? This is a guy over the last two years who slugged about 500. He has five extra base hits this year. And last night, it did not take you long to get what the theme would be of last. You know, sometimes the game has, you know, each game has a life of its own. Well, how? And when things are going good, you think to yourself, well, how are they going to pull it out tonight? But right now for the Yankees is how, how are things going to go wrong tonight? And it didn't take long. To find out how things were going to go wrong last night. Bases loaded first inning. Talkman flies out. They don't score. They had a bunch of guys on in the first four. I think they had um, they had seven guys on and didn't get any of them home in the first four innings last night. The fifth inning, they had the bases loaded and nobody out. They end up getting one run. And as I said, the culprits are a familiar culprits at this point because the culprits keep getting put in the lineup because you don't have many in it, any better options. And then, of course, there's Gary Sanchez. And I know this is going to come as a shock, but it turns out two days off really has not changed anything with Gary Sanchez. He was terrible beforehand, and he was terrible again last night. A huge strikeout with the bases loaded to end that fifth inning, drops a pop-up, in the bottom of the fifth inning, which did not come back to haunt them, it was just another, just another, uh, another, another entry on the highlight reel for 2020 for Gary Sanchez. And you know what? Look, at this point, I am tired of hearing people say because I hear this quite often. You know, it's not all Gary Sanchez's fault. Who exactly says that it's all Gary Sanchez's fault? Can anybody point to me? Anyone? Anywhere. Think about all the avenues now that we have to share opinions and how a lot of times they're awful opinions. But nobody anywhere has said, to my knowledge, the only problem with the Yankees is Gary Sanchez. Not a single solitary person. So for all the people 
who want to tell you, yeah, you know what, it's not all Gary Sanchez's fault. Nobody is saying it is. But when it comes to compiling the list of culpability, Gary Sanchez is prominently featured. I mean, what more can you say? I've, I've said this before, but this version of Gary Sanchez this year might be the worst player I have seen. And, and that's combining, you know, what the talent level is, the opportunity chances compete, you know, day in and day out pretty much, and what the, the performance is. And again, he's not the only culprit, far from it. But when you judge guys on their prominence in the lineup, the opportunities they get over and over and over again, and what the performance actually is. Oh, my God. I mean, he's hitting 125, and I know the batting average is not how you judge guys anymore. But you know what? Here's the thing. All the other stats, they suck too. They're just as big a nightmare. And if you're compiling the stats at home, I don't know why you would, Maybe you're sitting in your garage like uh, John Nash from A Beautiful Mind and you got all the papers and the, 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 the thread and the string. 104 at-bats, 49 strikeouts. He is simply not a competitive player. And to think that, you know what, we're going to bench Gary Sanchez for two days and then throw him back in there and run him out again, it's like taking the milk out of the fridge, realizing it's sour, putting it back in the fridge, and then in a couple of days, hoping it's going to be fresh. It's amazing. It is absolutely amazing. So last night left seven men on base in the first four innings, 0 for 7 with runners in scoring position. And there's one other uh, kind of theme that is, I guess it's kind of popped up, and it always pops up when uh, the Yankees are struggling. And, I mean, at this point, it's very hard to, um, in terms of where they are in the seat, you know, the Yankees generally have struggles. Every team has struggles at some point in the year. But, you know, they bounce back. This one is kind of hard to, to envision them bouncing back, mainly because there's so many areas of concern. It's not just the lineup. Now, last night it was, and primarily that is their biggest problem. But the bullpen's been terrible. Uh, the starting pitching was good last night, but uh, that's not always been the case. Defense has popped up. In-game decisions have popped up. Injuries have popped up. But one of the themes that has popped up here, and it does every time the Yankees struggle, is this idea that some people are, I'm not surprised by the Yankees' struggle. The Yankees' struggles, their slide, their implosion, whatever you want to call it, is shocking. This notion that, oh, well, I knew this was coming. I've been saying this for a while. Stop it. No, you didn't. No, you haven't. And if you are someone who's been saying it for a while, then you've probably been saying it for the last 10 years, and you've been wrong every single time. So this notion that people keep uh, you know, DMing, oh, well, you know what, you're just a Yankee fan and you can't. No, the results up until this year and up until the last 20 games have actually been pretty good. Now, again, they have not won since 2009. That's the, that's the goal. That's the mission. So they failed in that mission. I get it. But overall, this is, shows no resemblance to what the Yankees General, and that's why we're talking about it. That's why all these shows are talking about it. It's not just that the Yankees stink. It's that the expectation and the talent level is way better than this. So for anyone out there, oh, you know what? I knew this was going to happen. I've seen this coming for a while. No, you didn't. You're lying. 
And you're just saying that because there's this thing now where everybody has to seemingly be the first one to say something, even if it's not true. And if you've been saying it for a while, well, you've been wrong all those other times, so it's kind of hard to take you seriously on it. 1-800-919-ESPN, 1-800-919-3776. Good news, Yankee fan. Imagine if you had to watch this for 162 games. Oh, my God. Now, it would be nice that you'd think, all right, you know what, over 162, maybe you get a little healthier. Maybe you get uh, some guys back. Maybe you can't lose them all, right? (laughs) Whoever said you can't win them all, the nice part of that is you can't lose them all either. Well, we got a poll question for today. Came up with it again. The Yankees now 15 losses in 20 games. And I know people are going to say all of the above, but we're going with one of, if you had to pick one, what has been the biggest issue? If you could fix one, what would be the one you would fix this year for the Yankees. Four options. A, injuries. B, the offense. C, the bullpen. Or D, managing. I realize we could have went with even more than four, but Twitter only gives us the four options. We could have went with 17 options, but Twitter does not allow us to have 17 options. So we had to limit it to the four. Those are the four. You can vote on the poll question. It is up on Twitter. Yeah, take me down to Paradise City. I need some Paradise City right about now after this disaster. Oh, my God. Hi, it's the Gordon Damer Show. It's 98.7 FM ESPN New York. In case you haven't just joining the show, maybe. Yeah, we've been talking about the Yankees. And, uh, how, and, and in case you went to bed early last night, turns out, still suck. If you went to bed early, you thought, you know what? It's a close game, but you know what? I need my sleep. And sometimes... The sleep just forces itself upon you, right? Like, it's not even your decision. When you get up at the times that we get up, sometimes you just crash. And last night, the nice thing was I stayed up for the end of the game, and then uh, I laid in bed and just thought about the game. So it wasn't even like it put me to sleep, which it looks like it should based on the at-bats that they're having. Just terrible at-bat after terrible at-bat. So now make it 15 losses in 20 games back at 500 as the Yankees lost the Blue Jays 2-1. to one. So our poll question, which is up for today, it's on Twitter, in case, you were, in case this is new to you. It's on Twitter every single day. And you can vote on it there. And there are four options. What, and we went with what has been the biggest issue to you. If you could only pick one, and you could fix that one, which would it be? And uh, the injuries, the offense, the bullpen, or the managing. I kind of gave you my answer. Uh, it's the offense. It's the offense. And look, the injuries would be nice to uh, overcome. Every team's got injuries this year. Everybody's got injuries. The Rays have had injuries. The Yankees have had injuries. Every team gets injuries. And it, it would be one thing. I could blame the injuries a little bit more if the guys, the primary guys that were hurt, weren't guys that always got hurt. Aaron Judge, conti- I mean, it's amazing to me, 28 years old guy, can't run from here to there. I mean, he's a physical marvel. Can't run from here to there without getting hurt. Same thing for Giancarlo Stanton. Same thing for James Paxton. Same thing for a lot of these guys. So I can't vote for the injuries because it feels like an excuse. So I would say it's the offense. The Yankees are not scoring runs as they normally would. But, I mean, I guess you could kind of vote on any of the four, really. I mean, the bullpen's been terrible. They've already blown more leads this year of four or more runs than they did all. I think maybe it's the same amount. But regardless... They've already been way worse than they were last year under the same circumstances. So um, you could vote on bullpen, but but again, it's the one. 
Uh, and if you had to have one, it would have to be the offense. And last night to me, last night to me was not about managing. I don't put last night's loss on uh, Aaron Boone. I know people pointed out last night, how do you pinch hit Mike Ford? Well, but you pinch hit Mike Ford because he's on the roster because you're hoping he's going to be able to run into one. And in a one-run game, you're not going to send Tyler Wade up there hoping he's going to run into one. So you're hoping to get a little bit of lucky. It's a little bit, you know, it's a scratch-off ticket. Not great chances coming through, but it's a better chance of coming through than taking the dollar and throwing it in the toilet. So uh, I don't blame the managing on uh, as, as part of the issue last night. But let's hear from Aaron Boone on the loss last night. You know, we had a lot of opportunities tonight. I actually thought, you know, different from Baltimore where we were getting held down. Tonight, you know, we saw a lot of good at-bats up and down the order, um, just weren't able to punch through. And, and right now, you know, we understand where we're at and, and, and close isn't, isn't good enough right now. We need to find a way to get it done. Um, you know, I thought DJ had some really good at-bats and big spots you know, when kind of knocked his ball down and right and a great play up the middle with some runners out there. So, um, you know, we did a lot of good things tonight, but right now, you know, close isn't good enough. We got to, we got to, we got to be able to find a way to punch through and uh, we got to start that tomorrow. A lot of good things, a lot of good, a lot of good at bats, a lot of good things. <sighs> it just feels like it's a pre-recorded, you know, like I was saying about pre-recording the show or, or just using the show from the day before. Uh, that almost sounds like what Aaron Boone, it, it's just going to be a pot. Well, you know what? We're not getting it done, but I saw a lot of good at-bats. I saw a lot of good signs. I saw more good signs uh, in the outfield uh, than I did uh, through the Yankees at-bats. All right, but before the game, the big news was that Brian Cashman in Buffalo and decided to address the team. That doesn't happen very often, but he wanted to deliver a message to the team so uh, why did he call the team? Or This is Brian Cashman talking about calling the team meeting. Here we go. You know, I don't do it often, um, but I do do it when I feel it's necessary. Um, I'm known for speaking my mind, uh, and I usually run to, to confrontation, and if there's a fire that's obviously uh, brewing, or uh, I'm going to go you obviously run to the fire to put it out if I possibly can and deal with it instead of hope it goes away. And, uh, and so, you know, whether that's on an individual basis where you, you, you shut the door with uh, whether it's a player or a staff member or whatever, or if it's a collective basis, whatever is needed, you know, ultimately that's the job at hand. Uh, and, uh, you just try to run the problems when when uh, it calls upon you to do so. So when's the last time I've done it? I can't tell you when. I, in terms of a collective, a group setting, I clearly do it every spring training, you know, start things off. Uh, but when there's a in-season problem, you know, I'll do it when it's necessary. And uh, But it is rare when I have to, you know, get the whole group together. But obviously, the circumstances that we find ourselves in right now are clearly rare, too. It's not something that we're accustomed to having a slide like this uh, that's occurred. We're used to better baseball than this than this our fans deserve better baseball than this and so it's just uh try to get a shock to the system to get us back on track shocking that that did not wake up the bats huh that was, that's motivational uh here is brian cashman on we're on our own bottom line is we're on our own there's no help coming from anywhere and you know the challenge is to to find a way to to get through this storm um and uh batten down the hatches and and come out on the other end with clear skies and and uh sunny days ahead uh, but obviously that the work's got to be done now why the storm's upon us and clearly we all know the storm's upon us uh, we haven't played well now for quite some time and we're, we all know we're capable of more uh significantly more both individually and collectively and and uh, that responsibility starts obviously with me and it filters all the way down through them and and our staff so uh anyway just touch points
All righty. There you go. It, it, shocking we did not use that for the moment of inspiration, huh? That, that'll that get people fired up on a on a Wednesday. All right. 1-800-919-ESPN. 1-800-919-3776. So uh, let's get some phone calls involved, right? Like, I can only say what I can say. And uh, at this point, what's left to say? They stink. They stink. They stink from top to bottom. They stink from the head down. And this has been a brutal season. And I, look, the only positives are, A, it's not too late. They have the ability to turn things around. And thank God we don't have to watch 162 of this. Because that, boy, oh boy, you think 2020 is bad. Imagine watching 162 of this every single night. It would be brutal. It would be like that scene uh, in uh, Clockwork Orange where he's strapped to the chair and he's got the eyes pulled open. They're just dropping the little drops in his eyes. Woof. Yikes. All right, let's go to the phones. 1-800-919-ESPN is the phone number. Alex is in New Jersey. Alex, what's going on, buddy? Hey, what's going on, Gordon? Uh, yeah, when it comes to the Yankees, I agree 100%. It's definitely the offense first. Um, you know, when, when our offense is, is clicking, one of our starters gives up three or four runs, it's it's not a big deal. We can make that up with no problem. It doesn't, doesn't make the, the pitcher look that bad. Um, but when our offense is not hitting, then the pitchers are working a little harder to, to keep the game close, and and then the, that falls into the bullpen. And I think Garrett Cole, you know, his starts, he, when he gives up one or two home runs early, our offense should be able to, like, pick him up with that. But they haven't been able to do that. So then, you know, he works he, – he's pitching uh, closer in the strike zone, and then that allows for more home runs and, and whatnot. So, so that's definitely 100% the offense first. They need to – you know, get their head on straight and, and hit. Yeah, I mean, look, and, and that's – in terms of what's the most surprising, I guess the most surprising thing to me, and Alex, thanks for the call, is that the bullpen has been so bad. You know, you can see where the lineup would have its issues because of guys being out of the lineup. So maybe that one's not – I mean, the fact that it's gone on this long is uh, is pretty surprising, and it and it's so consistent day in and day out that the that most of the lineup or a good portion of the lineup, four or five guys each in the lineup, uh, cannot seemingly put some good at bats together. So uh, that is a, a bit surprising. But the bullpen being as bad as it is, uh, you know, uh, Adovino being as bad as he's been, uh, Green having the issues he's had, Chapman blowing games. You know, day in and day out, the fact that the bullpen, which is generally a major strength of the team, like if you were to draw up the Yankees, it's pretty clear offense is number one, the biggest aspect of the team. The bullpen is usually lights out, and it has not been that. And then starting pitching is usually the third thing, and that's the thing we always focus on. You know, trade deadline, offseason, they got to improve the starting pitching. They got to. That's generally because it's very difficult in a normal year when they're actually performing like they have in past years. It's it's kind of hard to find spots to improve the offense. It's kind of hard to 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 line up more guys. You know, the Yankees have spent a lot of resources in that bullpen. So uh, for it to not be performing, and Canely, the loss of Canely, that one hurts too. But again, everybody's got injuries. Every single team has got injuries. So uh, you can't uh, you can't simply say, well, you know what, we're hurt this year. You got to pick it up. And and look, that's the the positives are that they still have time, right? They have to beat out the Orioles and the Tigers and the and the Mariners. They have to play better than the Orioles, the Tigers, and the Mariners. And it's really about them just playing better than they are right now. If they, if they simply get to be okay, they will be in the playoffs, I think. The problem is, is that they are horrendous from top to bottom. 
But the two things that would worry you is, A, as Brian Cash mentioned, it's not like anybody's coming back anytime soon. doesn't seem like Judge is coming back. It seems like Stanton's getting a little bit closer, but it doesn't seem like that's uh, right around the corner. And the other part is the, the schedule is not all that favorable. Now, when you're playing as poorly as they are, there is nobody that, outside of the Red Sox. Maybe that would be the one team that uh, at least they were able to beat them this year. But outside of that, there, there's, there's no team that you would say right now, well, at least you got them. You still got to play the Blue Jays a bunch, and at least so far the first two days of this series, um, well, it doesn't really matter who it is. You could be playing uh, any team. You'd be playing the Mercury Mets on the moon. It wouldn't really matter with the way the Yankees are playing right now. You got to find ways to get some runs, and uh, I think you have to make so, – this is the crisis time, right? And it's all well and good to have these plans in place. We're going to do this thing. We're going to do that thing. Right now, it's about compartmentalizing as much as you can and saying, okay, what do I know? Who can I rely on? And, you know, one of the guys that I brought up, Miguel Andujar, certainly seems like he's coming around. Urshela, it seems like he's getting close to being back. That will certainly help with the lineup so they can play DJ at second base because you can't play Andujar really anywhere in the field. So he becomes the primary DH. Urshela gives you at least another representative bat in the order who's had some big hits this year. And that maybe uh, will take away some of the guys in the order who are just automatic outs. But I'm hoping that this is not going to if, – if the Yankees' plan with Gary Sanchez was simply to bench him for a couple of days and then think that that's going to be this hard reset and now they're just going to run him out there every single day again, I mean, what kind of plan is that? The guy is a non-competitive – he's not a major league hitter right now. He's hitting 130. I mean, I know, again, batting average, all the other stats are in line with the 130. He strikes out half the time. That's not a sign, you know, for for when things go wrong, you're hoping someone's got a plan, right? This is how we're going to get out of it. The plan when it comes to Gary Sanchez, if it's simply to bench him for two days and hope, all right, that's going to be the hard reset, Boy, that's an indictment of the plan. That that shows you there is no plan. We we got no answers. We don't know what we're doing. Down the left field line, is it enough? Gone! There it is! 62! Touch first, Mark. You are the new single-season home run king. You know, that was a moment that we were all, you know... Brought us all together, Mark McGuire breaking uh, the Roger Maris's home run mark, and you can't even look at it. You can't. And yesterday was the anniversary, so that happened in '98. You can't even watch it. You can't. It, it just feels so hollow now. You know, it just feels so empty. It's like almost like uh, when Game of Thrones comes on. That's what I compare it to. Game of Thrones at one point was one of those shows that everybody was really into and watching and all that type of stuff. And what you you know, as it ended, it ended so poorly that you can't even watch the, re- you know, there's lots of shows, great shows, that even though you know how it turns out, you'll rewatch them again just because they are so iconic, they are so just uh, binge-worthy, whatever you want to say. But that's one of those moments, that Mark McGuire home run, you just can't, it feels so empty now. And it wasn't that, I mean, you know, what is it, 22 years ago, it wasn't that long ago, you should still feel pretty good about it. Hey, you know what? It's the Gordon Damer Show. It's 98.7 FM ESPN New York. Big night tonight for... Hopefully, my New York Islanders. It's Game 2, Eastern Conference Finals against the uh, Lightning. And Islanders obviously have to play a whole lot better 
than they played back in Game 1. And we will have the game right here on 98.7 FM ESPN New York starting at 7.30 tonight. But right now, it is time for headlines. Today's headlines. Extra, extra. I would say this week's headlines, you know, we only do it once. We can't do it every single day. We have, all, we have so much other things to do. We have to point out all the other failures of the New York Yankees. But uh, first headline, California wildfires. Have you heard about these? It was actually, it turns out, sparked by a gender reveal party. Apparently the couple, the, uh, the, the expecting couple is expecting the devil. I, I don't know how. What were they doing at, well, how were they doing the, 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 the reveal? Were they doing it with fireworks? How, I, I don't understand how this happened. And uh, I feel I would feel kind of gypped. I've never been invited to a gender reveal party, and uh, thank God for that. I mean, could you imagine standing around waiting for that to happen? I mean, you know, let's be honest. Uh, every time they uh, they do one of these things, it's a gender I already know about. So I would feel a little bit gypped. Also, maybe this is just my own stupidity. How are there forest fires in California every single year? Now I know they have a lot of forests, but like every single year, the thing is burning down. How does it grow back in time for it to burn down again in the fall? They just got to wipe out all those forests in California. That's my idea. Next headline. Extra, extra. Keeping up with the Kardashians is ending after 14 years on the air. Well, I would just simply say, you people have a lot of explaining to do. To keep that show on the 14 seasons of that. I would rather watch Game of Thrones on a loop than a single episode of Keeping Up with the Kardashians. I can say my streak of never watching a single episode has is intact, and apparently, now that it's going off the air, will remain intact. Thank God for that. Extra, extra! All right, tourists slapped with a $1,000 fine after taking sand from the beach. Well, I will. I, maybe I shouldn't be saying this on the air. I better. I took the kids on a vacation. The amount of sand that those kids, I mean, is it my kids the only one? The amount of sand in the back of the car, I think it's probably affecting the the miles per gallon. I tried to vacuum out the car. I have this super vacuum. It's sucking all the, it's fantastic. And every other thing, there's just so much sand, it overcomes it. So I better not, uh, nope, the authorities better not find out about it. Otherwise, uh, I might be going to the big house. Extra, extra. The Rock, Dwayne Johnson, revealed that his family has since recovered from COVID-19. His entire family had COVID-19. And uh, I would say probably the most likable celebrity. Like, who doesn't like The Rock? Is there a single person anywhere who has a problem with The Rock for anything? I don't think so. And that's very hard to do in this polarizing world. It's impossible not to like him. You know, the part of the story I found uh, interesting was that they knew right away that they had COVID. And you know how? They knew it because the whole family could not smell what The Rock was cooking. Extra, extra. All right, this week in Florida Man, Florida Man tries to flee police until his pants fall down. That would be the next one. Extra, there we extra. go. Florida man drowns after escaping custody, jumping into a lake while handcuffed. Extra, extra. Florida man arrested after stealing mail while wearing only underwear. Extra, extra. I think it was the stealing of mail. He could have been really wearing anything. I think he probably would have been arrested, but I don't know Florida laws. There's a lot of weird ones down there. Uh, Florida man arrested for DUI after hitting drive sober or get pulled over sign. Extra, extra. 
Florida woman accused of hiring a hitman to get rid of her romantic rival. Extra, extra. Florida man breaks into jail to visit his friends. Extra, extra. Florida man drives into a pond while looking for a parking spot at the courthouse. Extra, extra. And finally, Florida woman arrested after testing out the merchandise at a sex shop. Extra, extra. All right, that's going to do it for a Florida man. That's going to do it for headlines for another big Wednesday. In case you're just joining us, just waking up on this Wednesday morning, welcome to the show. The podcast will be up later on, and uh, you can catch up on all the things we've been talking about, which has primarily been that the Yankees are terrible. Now, that's apparently the world we live in in 2020. Last 20 games, 5-15, and 2-1 loss to the Blue Jays last night. And shocking, after we played the sound earlier of Brian Cashman, shocking that uh, he was not able to fire up the bats any with uh, his motivational speech, which, according to him, was, quote, to remind them first and foremost that I believe in them. I get it. I'm old. I'm not uh, someone uh, that uh, is a young guy, and maybe that's the way you have to address young people now, that you have to just remind them first and foremost that you believe in them. But every once in a while, like, I don't know, doesn't anger ever factor in? Don't you? Do you have to remove anger at any point? And maybe anger players would tune that out just as much, right? Guys yelling and screaming at them. But I, I don't know. I Just for my own sake, I feel like I would have to be true to who I was. And I find it hard to believe that anybody in charge of the Yankees is not feeling a sense of anger over watching this team day in and day out underperform. Despite the injuries, basically no team in baseball, well, very few, maybe the Pirates, a couple other teams, No team in baseball should be losing 15 of 20 games, certainly not the Yankees. But let's not focus on the Yankees anymore. Um, Well, you can vote on the poll question. That focuses on the Yankees, which is up on Twitter, at Gordon Damer, about the one area that you think is the biggest culprit. And I realize there are a lot of culprits. We mentioned earlier, for all the people saying, you know, it's not just Gary Sanchez, nobody is saying it's only Gary Sanchez. He is part of the problem, though. Let's not sugarcoat it. He has been hot garbage in basically every aspect of the game. But a couple other things. You know, Joe Douglas was on uh, the case show yesterday. He's been uh, making the rounds. A lot of Jets players on the on the station yesterday as we get ready for the start of the football season. Boy, oh God, that can't get here soon enough. <laughs> let's, let's start the football already just to have something different to watch after uh, the Yankees and Mets and Mets yesterday. Oof, yikes, another one. Uh, but Joe Douglas, uh, it, I guess he's getting some attention for saying uh, that he's a little upset that there are not uh, higher expectations for the Jets this year. He told our uh, Rich Samiti, quote, our guys don't live in a bubble. We see things that are said. We see things that are written. It angers a lot of people. So uh, Joe Douglas is upset that the Jets don't have uh, higher expectations. The, the two things that jump out to me, A, how would anybody have higher expectations for the Jets? I mean, unless you just have, like, blind optimism going into every single year, I mean, what would you be basing that on, just having these high— I mean, the team's been terrible for a while now. I think that Joe Douglas has generally done a good job so far. It's a little early in the game to be judging too harshly. But what would you be basing these high expectations on? And I think the, 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 the bigger point is, why would you possibly care? 
you know, all the time you hear about teams or you hear about people, you know, we got to control what we can control. And not that they're powerless to control the expectation. The expectations are based on past performance. And it's great the Jets beat a bunch of bad teams at the end of last year. That doesn't really raise the expectation. But talk about the things that you control, what you can control. Expectations are not one of them. So why would and, – and really, it's better for you. It's better that people are counting – you know, maybe not counting you out, but not counting for a lot out of you. I mean, look – perfect example. The Yankees and Mets have roughly the same records. But we focus on the Yankees a lot more because they had higher expectations. I think there are more Yankee fans than Met fans, too, so that's one of the reasons. But expectations, I mean, there's nothing better than exceeding expectations for a fan. Going into a year, not expecting a lot, and you got more than you expected. The worst thing is is going in expecting good performance, expecting and then not living up to whatever that expectation is. So I get it. Everybody finds whatever to motivate themselves, but low expectations for the Jets, considering what I think they're going to do, I think those are that's a blessing. It's certainly not a curse. 1-800-919-ESPN, 1-800-919-3776. And a couple other things before we go back to the phones. It seems like that Steve Cohen, it's just a matter of time before he uh, officially takes over the Mets, despite uh, A-Rod's statement yesterday that he's not giving up in the uh, pursuit of the team. You released a statement saying you were giving up. The reason why we thought you were giving up is because you also said you were giving up. Shocking that A-Rod thinks he would be the best thing for the team. Really? Well, narcissist thinks he's the best thing for the team. Uh, But Steve Cohen, what also is funny to me that Met fans who have done nothing but complain about how the Yankees buy their championships, they buy their titles, they buy this play, they buy... They can't wait to have their own owner do the same thing. The whole time, oh, you just buy. That's not the way it's supposed to be. Did I mention the NBA playoffs? I don't think I have. The the, uh, Bucs were eliminated last night by the Heat, 103-94. And the Lakers won. Game three over the Rockets, 112-102. 1-800-919-ESPN, 1-800-919-3776. All right, let's go back to the phones. uh, And we will go out to uh, Spike is in Jersey. Spike, what's going on, my man? Good morning. Uh, this is certainly is reminiscent of that all-time great movie, Groundhog Day. Actually, things were so bad last night that I just shut everything down. I mean, everything was bad. Uh, everything was a microcosm of this year's baseball teams. The Mets getting destroyed and the Yankees not hitting with men on base again. The basketball games were kind of over pretty much earlier than you would think. And I'm not a hockey fan. Uh, I can't root for your Islanders, which will suddenly become the Islanders if they lose tonight. Would that be correct? Oh yeah, yeah. No, when they lose, I don't enjoy it as much as when they win. So uh, they, I do not take ownership of the team when that happens. That's called the front runner. That's good. I like I like a man that stands up for him. So, in the words of Ned Ryerson, "Good morning." Yeah. Well, look. I mean, hopefully the Islanders can bounce back tonight. I mean, they can't be. Let's put it this way: they can't be much worse than they were in Game One. Well, right? that ha- but that happens. It's a seven-game series. It's not two out of three. That's my only thing. I'm holding on to with the Yankees. The only thing is that Tanaka and Cole hopefully can pitch two good games in the playoffs. They could lose two to one, though. You know. Well, I mean, look. Unless they, I don't really know how you can. Um, and Spike, thanks for the call. I don't know really how you can expect to get the offense uh, turned around if you're just continue. Like, yeah, maybe guys just figure it out on their own. But I think that there's been enough examples this year. Like, if you were like of the guys who have really struggled, uh, I don't know which one of them you would expect to at this point, turn things around. I mean, certainly not Sanchez. Now, Sanchez might run into one, right? Like, he's he has seven home runs on the year, 
So that's not terrible. But the problem is, is if he's not hitting a home run, he's doing nothing else. I mean, he, he, I, what does he have, 13 hits on the year? So outside of the seven home runs, he's got six hits. And he's, he, he's got 100 at-bats. And 50% of the time, basically, he's striking out. So I don't really consider him – I do not expect him to turn it around to any acceptable level throughout the year. I guess the one guy who has struggled that you would say you, you do kind of expect at some point would be Glaber, right? Glaber, the first two years, has been outstanding, and then this year was hurt, hasn't really been able to, to kind of hit his stride since then. So maybe you're going to play him every day. That's a guy you got to play every day. And at this point, to me, as I said earlier, you got to compartmentalize, right? It has to be about let's get the guys who we have the most level of confidence are going to get things turned around. And Gary Sanchez is not one of those guys. Now, you can say his talent level, as opposed to Higgy or Kratz or whoever else they might be able to bring up or bring in, uh, yeah, you would think that his talent level eventually would start to kick in. But this is the – I mean, not, not this level, but two years ago it, it was just about as bad. I think it's worse this year in terms of an offense, in terms of his offensive performance – but it's not. It can't come out of the blue. Two years ago, kind of came out of the blue. You kind of thought that you know, with Boone and and the years that he had put up previously, that he was going to maybe not take off, but certainly kind of perform at an All Star caliber level. And then two years ago, he didn't. He was. He. I mean, he was a disaster then too. And and that was much more multifaceted. He was hurt a lot more that year. Uh, he had more questions about his effort. His defense was was even worse, I think, worse back then than it even is now. But his offense this year, I think, has been worse. So, But this year for Gary Sanchez, does it can't come as a shock when he basically did the same thing two years ago. So uh, I think that at this point for the Yankees, you got to kind of just run the guys out there that you know have a pretty good chance of turning things around. And, and on that list of, of, of guys that or guys that don't make that list of turning things around, I would say Sanchez is on that list. I would say um, Talkman is on that list. Ford is on that list. Gardner's on that list. Wade is on that list. Tyro Estrada's on that list. Like all those guys, I don't have any confidence in them putting up anything offensively. And you're going to have to run some of those guys out there simply because until Urshela gets back, you need somebody to play either second or third. You're going to need guys in the outfield without Judge or Stanton. So I don't have a lot of confidence in any of those guys being able to turn things around anytime soon. But unfortunately, you're going to have to rely on those guys and hope that the guys you that, that have performed, LeMayhew, Voigt, uh, Clint Frazier, you can't really ask them to step up any more than they have, but maybe just uh, you know come up with their hits in maybe bigger situations because right now though I mean they're they're going down with them they're going down with them and there's no, really not much else. So uh, the Yankee story is the Yankee story. You can vote on the poll question. It's up on Twitter at Gordon Damer, and uh, you can certainly uh, the the question is what has been the biggest issue to you this season? We have already gotten our first all of the above. On the poll, that happens anytime I put up the four pronged poll question. It's always ah oh, all the above. Oh, so witty, so invent, so original. But uh, the four options I gave you: injuries, offense, bullpen, or managing. Uh, I think any of the first three you could certainly go with. And, and again, 
I don't go with managing, not that it hasn't been an issue at times or certainly post-game. Oh, my God, the post-game. Uh, you can't even watch it when uh, you hear Aaron Boone saying, you know, I thought we had a lot of good at-bats tonight. You were 0 for 7 with runners in scoring position and left 10 men on base and scored one run. <laughs> How could you have seen that many good at-bats? Define good signs. Define that one for me if you could. Uh, but you can vote on the poll question. It's up there for you. It's on Twitter, at Gordon Damer. And uh, it seems like we're already out of time for another day. It's amazing how we run out of time at the same time every single day. But it happens. Uh, please vote on the poll question. And back tomorrow, hopefully with a Yankee win. And more importantly, right now, I think more importantly, uh, how about an Islander win? Need, need something to make that series relevant. And if you lose tonight, down 0-2. Uh, I will will not be claiming ownership of the Islanders after that. I'll tell you that right now. But we'll see you tomorrow starting at 5, 98.7 FM, ESPN, New York. This is the Gordon Damer Show on 98.7 ESPN.